You're listening to Exploring Islamic Finance with your host, Norman Chella, on ASEAN Speaks by Maybank. What does money mean to you? As users, when we participate in any financial system, there are two things that meet. Our own values and the values of the organizations that operate and oversee said system. Driven by our values, it helps us choose what to invest in from causes that we are passionate about, to companies that have a powerful mission they stand by, and efforts that help the community and environment around us. Through money, we can make an impact on these causes, support efforts that we feel passionate about, and at the same time, push forward a lifestyle of our own choosing. But if we don't fully understand the system and the values we operate on, How do we choose and trust that we are doing the right thing? Believing in the financial systems that we participate in becomes a challenge. Knowing that they align with our principles becomes important. So we pick and choose what we believe to be the most responsible option. Enter Islamic finance. Islamic finance is a system that adheres to a certain set of socially responsible principles, and values. These come in four categories. Fairness, transparency, equality, and inclusivity. This is in accordance with Islamic law. Sustainability is about doing the right thing. Islamic finance reflects deeply in these values. If you hold these in mind, whether it's the impact on the environment, on causes to believe in, and more, then this is a viable option. When we choose to participate in the financial ecosystem with values in mind through Islamic finance, it is an affirmation that we are part of the force for good. That's great. It is socially responsible by default. So how much do you know about Islamic finance or the principles that form its foundation or on sustainability and its relationship with the system? You don't know until you have to know. So just going back to the belief thing, you know, when it's listed to you as being something that is in line with a certain set of principles that you should be able to trust it. But then if you can't access it, then how are you supposed to trust the system? Because you may not know what is actually in the fine lines. Throughout this episode, we will be interviewing three individuals of different backgrounds from the public to ask them about their thoughts on Islamic finance, sustainability, and leaders in this space. These conversations contain their personal experiences, stories, and opinions, and we aim to clarify and expand on their responses from a neutral standpoint. Discussion is key as we go back and forth on what we think Islamic finance is versus what it truly entails. Okay, my name is uh, Siti Khadija Anwarul-Haq. Most people call me Khadija. I am a content manager and I also do executive producer work for two podcasts. My name is Magga Amah. I'm an entrepreneur. Uh, I own uh, an advertising and telemanagement agency. I'm Pui Hua. I'm a working mom who has been in the corporate line for over 20 years. So I think, um, I don't know if I know enough about sustainability, but thank you for inviting me to be the guest for the show. I'll try the best. Let's start off with something simple. How much do you know about Islamic finance? 
I would say the bare minimum. I understand that it's similar to the conventional banking system, but in that it complies with Sharia law. But I'm not sure to what extent or, you know, how much of that is true. It's a start. You subscribe to a certain set of values and you believe it to be true. So you believe that the values of these systems are aligned with what you believe in. There are elements of social responsibility in many of its inner workings. Magat has a bit more to say. The only thing that I'm aware when it comes to Islamic finance is actually whenever I put money in the bank, the source of income and whatnot should be halal or sharia compliant so that the return to me is very clean. And today, because in Islam, you cannot have any traces of something that is not sharia compliance or even haram. But in terms of Islamic finance as a whole, what I understand is the sharia compliant bit of it, the money flow basically. The amount of trust you must already have before you can begin these transactions, participate in these systems, is immense and also not talked about enough. From what we're hearing here, we believe in its values, therefore we subscribe. But in a field where there may not be enough information on why these systems are compliant, it's a puzzling thing to think about. There's also fear of the unknown and how we can navigate through that. Uh, when it comes to Islamic finance, certain interest, uh, let's say you do loans and whatnot, the rates are fixed uh, throughout the tenure. So that's more important. The difference between the conventional is not fixed. So there's a beauty in it, lah, if you ask me. I think only those are the two components that I really know about Islamic finance. Other than that, I don't know. I would love to know more. I don't know where to ask. Honestly, there's no, how to say, enough education on this part. To clarify, there are also fixed deposits in conventional products. It is not exclusive to one or the other. But this is great. We're here to clear up any assumptions. It's our job to do that. Through conversations like these, this is a chance for us to inform about Islamic finance and its values. And one of its key values relates to sustainability. We heard these key words so far values, compliance, and social responsibility. Under the umbrella of sustainability is social responsibility. Think of clean water for the world to drink. Think of nature and the environment and the efforts needed to maintain that. Think of ways to make a city worth living in, from the parks and greenery to better, efficient, non-polluting transport. The values of sustainability are similar and can be found in the values of Islamic finance. The intent, as can be seen in both of them, is that there is betterment for the people. The intent is to do good, either through Islamic finance or sustainability. I have not thought about it until you asked me. And then I feel that sustainability is the most relatable concept between the two or like the underlying principle of why it's interrelated is that, again, like you said just now, you subscribe to a certain set of beliefs and you believe it to be true. So you are sure that it's good for you. And sustainability in a way is the same, but it's just that the way you get there is different. Thinking about sustainability itself is a noble thing to do. But the systems that allow for sustainability to happen at scale are a different story. Rather than what we can do by ourselves, whether it's recycling products or being conscious of what we buy, if we zoom out, we can find sustainability at different scales. 
non-profit efforts to preserve nature. Social enterprises that are tackling great causes while running a business. I would say if 10 years ago you asked me about sustainability, I would say I know nothing about it. My very first encounter, I would say, is when I was in Europe. And I was very surprised by the way how they actually bring things out to recycle, including all the packaging. Um, and they actually brought their own stuff to go to the bin in the, on the street to recycle it. That was really something new to me is that, wow, I thought to throw out rubbish is really being a very responsible civilian. But to see that going to that extent, come to realize that maybe there's really a lot more that we can do. Sustainability is nothing new for anyone who's in the corporate line. In the past, I think past three years, it's really been like the buzzword that's been going around. But personally, to me, I think sustainability really means you're trying to make today's plan with the future in mind. It's something that is continuous and it's not a one-off. So be it for corporate or for personal, I think sustainability is really the way to go forward if you want to really have a better future, so to say, not just for us, but also for the generations to come. Note that even in the field of sustainability, even at different scales, investment is a key method. Money is a way to satisfy and champion one's noble ways of saving the world. Well, from the comfort of where they are, of course. We're not superheroes. We're just human beings. But we have the power to make conscious decisions with the systems that we participate in. Let's say if, if I am an investor, uh, you look at company with who actually champion the environment. Like for example, if you invest in, in fashion industry, like you, you want to know like where do they source their materials from? Uh, do they practice certain green technology you know, along the line in their production line? Or, or even the company itself is green. Like for example, I don't know, agriculture or anything related to it that contribute back to the world, basically. Uh, and, and when it comes to social, I guess, uh, something or a business model that actually can contribute, contribute to the society uh, by providing you know, more better chances or, or at least help other people who are in need. For the governance, what I understand is like maybe work culture, better work culture, healthier work culture, uh, healthier hiring policies and whatnot, you know? But if you ask me whether it's needed or not to be enforced, uh, yeah, it's needed, actually. And relate back to the finance, uh, it's very important because, you know, end of the day, finance is all about money. So the money flow should cover all these three aspects so that we can live in a better world. On an even grander scale, a few questions start to pop up. What can we do to encourage everyone, whether an organization, a region, or a business, to embrace the values of sustainability, to make visible impact happen by the thousands. It could be a list of requirements or incentives to push for specific criteria to be met. This is what we mean by sustainability at scale. Okay, let's say I'm imagining myself having, I don't know, 10 million uh, in, in my bank account and thinking where to put my money, where to put my money, I know where to invest because obviously we're always hungry to grow our money more, right? I think when it comes to these three pillars, I think that could determine my decision making when it comes to investing because at the end of the day, it's not about just uh, making money but also to help others as well. Personally, that's my main priority. How can this money actually not just to help myself but also to help others in any aspect? Let's say I want to invest in a certain company where I want to see whether what kind of business model they have that actually can allow better job opportunity or better income. 
Yeah, I mean that's more important lah. But but and also in terms of environment, obviously I will look at what are their plans in terms of how it wouldn't affect the whole environment, and also what kind of materials they use. Obviously, because because let's say they are using something that is not renewable, not just it can impact my investment, but also in the long run, you know, policy can change and whatnot, and and things can happen in the future. Even then, at different scales. The impact this power we hold can vastly increase as well. Well, end of the day, right? If you ask me, I mean, again, maybe I'm coming from an entrepreneur point of view. Uh, both are related, actually, because businesses need to do their business in order to actually provide, um, you know, provide services, pro- provide product for people to use, and also to provide uh, job opportunities as well. Share the pie, basically. And when when that happens, people can actually upgrade their life. Number one. Upgrade not just in terms of financially, but also let's say when they got uh, a good product for them to use at an affordable price, they can upgrade their life from something with less quality to better quality. Okay, uh, when it comes to financial, of course, like they can have more income, another income stream, for example. Uh, so, so I mean that's the one part of this and how it's related. Where as an individual in this uh, particular topic of um, ESG, when the individual practice this. And or seek for obviously they will go with this route because it this potentially can be something more convenient for them and also uh more can open up more opportunity in terms of like I mentioned just now life upgrade income upgrade and whatnot so this is how it can it can be related you see like like and the whole economy and the whole ecosystem will be healthier. Ultimately, the choice and opinion is ours. Everyone has a different set of principles and beliefs. We must merely build the right culture to encourage people to do good naturally. But let's backtrack a bit. It's a challenge to implement these values at different scales, entities, organizations, and region. For individuals who do have their values aligned with sustainability and Islamic finance, this then becomes a matter of collective decision making. Would you, as part of your community, participate? In the act of making it better, that would be a resounding yes for those who have sustainability in mind. At an organizational scale, that can be reflected in its values and leading by example. I think since the past more than five years ago, Bursa already make it a requirement to have sustainability reports to all the listed company, to any working adults. In fact, I think a lot of our directors or even working people like us have at least attended one or two talks about sustainability. How it impact us in the way of life or in the way of doing our work, but if you're talking about SME or the smaller companies, I would think much education can still be be put into that. I think pretty much years back the term was more CSR, but I think now more and more so it become more um, obvious that achieving sustainability is actually part of achieving towards an overall betterment for the company. I'd say because you think and do business a bit differently. At the core of this big conversation. Taking charge at the front lines is the leader, someone who leads by example, a person who embodies values of sustainability and of Islamic finance. I mean, if you're someone with power, I think the biggest thing is to you know act based on what you're saying. You know, like if you're saying sustainability is good for you, and then you're saying that you should do this, 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 this. 
then this person should also do the same because, you know, it's, it's leading by example. And then it translates to, you know, the systems around you and whatever rules or procedures or whatnot that are in place. And um, maybe those principles of ESG and sustainability can be embedded. And then in a way, it will influence society in the long run. Good leaders have this great responsibility. How they push for and maintain this responsibility is a challenge itself. And it relates to this as well, you know, um, for example, maybe in a textbook, you say we should be preserving our forests, but then you're doing another thing. So it's the same thing. You know, you can't preach one thing and then do something else that's in complete contradiction. No matter the scale, leaders are always present. But there are challenges unique to their position. And because we trust them to navigate through these challenges, we follow and recognize them as leaders. And it's very important if the leader who's leading the particular organizations to have a very clear priority in, in mind. Because if all the attention is on the economy, the rest of them will definitely get a lesser attention and they will expect the one level down, two level downs, naturally their attention or the priority to whether it's environment, um, social, or whatnot, will definitely be lesser. So um, being the leader, it's important to set the right tone and it will actually set the foundation for the whole company where that they will chart the plan for the next one year, two years or five years. In where I was from, the initial years, really the focus is mainly on financial and governance. But eventually, when the, the realizations of how the social and the environmental impact, actually, if we put attention to that and start to think it from the sustainability point of view, it actually impacts the strategy. In my view, sustainability is always a top-down effort. If it's bottom up, you can achieve very little because as an individual, there's only this much we can do. If it's leader downwards, um, it's not just morally impacting, but also because it ties to KPI, it will be a much more effective approach. Leaders are advocates of sustainability. But really, if we zoom into the finer details of it, leaders are individuals who have the chance to show who they are. And what they care about to those they lead. There's always two lines of thinking. You think that if you play your part, eventually it will be enough. But at the same time, you do need other people to have the same thinking of you to make some changes in the world. <laughs> There's a whole lot of responsibility there as well, actually, you know, yeah, as, yeah. A, as a person, yeah, towards your fellow men. The notion of influence when, not even just as a leader, just as someone with like a mission that they really care for, right? When you want to carry out a mission that you've decided to, to act upon, mm -hmm. uh, all of a sudden your very actions start to become this lighthouse that attracts more and more people of a similar frequency. And they see your actions and they're like, wow, this person is doing really good. This person is following ESG principles. This person is you know, investing through Islamic finance into um, good things. Through this person's actions, the definition of good has expanded. As a result, influence start to become inspired to do the same. And all of a mm -hmm. sudden, this, you know, your the, the lighthouse effect starts to happen and more and more people grow. So I I understand that. Uh, but but of course, like maintaining said lighthouse is a whole responsibility in itself. And then all of a sudden you have to make sure that it's maintained. You have to make sure that your motivation doesn't falter. You mm -hmm. have to make sure that you're doing okay. And you don't you have to make sure that you are not too affected by, say, uh, hatred or negativity or mm. barriers that may stop you from, from continuing down your path. 
Yeah. And it's also, you know, like the community around you and the people around you, whether they are in support or, you know, are of the same line of belief, because I feel like things don't happen because you don't see other people doing it as well. So that might be another factor to be taken into consideration when, when maintaining that lighthouse. I think that there are a few aspects of it. We can always look at sustainability candy coming from, uh, I would say, three different aspects. The most smaller circle or the core will definitely start with the individual that what is it within my capacity that I can influence, right? And if I think it larger is that with my positions, the corporate that I'm in, how can I impact? That's where all the strategies and all that come in. And then if a larger of that is from the corporate perspective, it's a community. If I can influence a community, definitely the result will be a lot greater. Of course, the next is nation, but I think it's too big for me to even think of it. If I'm in power to think about it, I think there are a few things if you look at it from comedy perspective. Definitely, we can start with simple thing as supporting the local. If you can support local and then you know, hire the local, you get the local product and then put reward to staff who actually follow that kind of vision, it definitely will be driving to us because it's all an ecosystem. When you support local, you help the local, it will all come back to the society that we operate in. And naturally, you will also attract attention from your consumers or your customers that you're servicing. So it's very much a win-win. Because I always believe that a company exists is not just to do good, but also to really be economically sustainable. So the strategy should always be focusing on those aspects of the sustainability that brings um, not just benefit for try to track a balance between bringing in their income and also having a positive impact to the society. Because really I look at it is that uh, I think in the past few years, I look at how sustainability has been run. It's like it's a slogan or it's like a motto. But really, if you want it to work, it has to be an action. The action that people will look at it and follow it, that's how you actually encourage it to grow. I do see it gaining the traction, especially I think the youngsters. So I think for the company, if I'm in, in power, honestly, don't just say that our sustainability is here to stay, but put it into action, put it into a product and your services that is where people can see it and feel it. And then that's how different communities. In the end, when we speak of people, of individuals, of the common person going through their routine, they inherently want to do good. Good at their own scale. Because what better way to live a life than one surrounded by the goodness of mankind? I mean, it's all this inherent good stuff, you know, like we may be of different races, religions, you know, we come from different places, but the basic human nature of good is, you know, it's like ESG is there. It's just how do you find a common ground of tapping into it and then relating with other people on your on your experiences? And then how do you make those shared experiences good for all, I guess? Since Islamic finance is a financial way of living a life with a defined inherent good, do you yourself have an ideal way of living a life with inherent good? Well, that's a very loaded question. But I think, um, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I guess personally, I feel that, you know, no matter what beliefs you subscribe to, you know, the best that you can do is try to be a good person be respectful to others and then be, uh, you know, do your part in society, do your part towards the environment, that sort of thing. So I guess, you know, once you reach a certain age, you're like, you know, it's enough to try to be good. So that's mm. what I'm working towards, I guess. <laughs> so what does money mean to you? Is it something to support your lifestyle and nothing else? 
we can always look at profit and how we cater for our own livelihood. Or is it something greater, grander, filled with good? Do you hold values of sustainability to the point that anything you pay for holds some regard for the betterment of other people? Do you look at how it will affect the environment before making any purchase? Will you consider alternative options when deciding with your money? There is a greater weight and complexity now on the paper notes we give to shopkeepers and cashiers. What we decide to buy with a few coins and ringgit could bring plenty more opportunities for those we purchase from. That weight is those values. Beyond all these terms, whether it be Islamic finance or sustainability, these are ones we uphold, that which we align ourselves with, and through our actions and decisions, we embody said values. The continuation of that beautiful connection, how we view the world through our values and act upon them with our money, is at the core of sustainability itself. And that synergy, that similarity in its values, can be found in Islamic finance, a way for you to take that connection to the next level. If you have these values in mind, one that aligns with sustainability, and you want to express these values from a finance perspective, look no further than Islamic finance. What it stands for, both in intent, values, and direction, it may be a good fit for you. In the next episode, we will be exploring the impact of leadership in Islamic finance and how leaders can promote sustainability at scale without compromising their profit. All to ensure that no one is left behind and to be a leader in the force for good. Until then, this is Norman Chella, and you have been listening to Exploring Islamic Finance on ASEAN Speaks by Maybank. See you in the next episode. Take care. The contents in this episode are for educational purposes only and should not be taken as solicited advice. Maybank, as well as all parties mentioned in and connected with this episode, is not responsible for your use of the information contained in or linked from this episode. The contents showcase the personal opinions, experiences, and stories of contributors and do not reflect Maybank's stance on Islamic finance. Please seek an Islamic finance consultant for more detailed information to provide you an informed perspective in this space. Do, 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 do.